Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 226, entitled I is for Images. It was published on Thursday, the 22nd of April, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and a couple of bits of housekeeping just before we begin. If you are into page builders or WordPress in general, well, we have an event for you. It's a summit. It's from May the 10th to the 14th, so that's five days. You can find it at pagebuildersummit.com. And I guess the giveaway is in the name there. It's all about WordPress page builders. So whether you're using the block editor, AKA Gutenberg or Beaver Builder, Elementor, Divi, Oxygen, whatever it may be, we've got 30 speakers lined up over five days teaching you how to use your page builder in the most efficient manner. So it really is lining up to be a very good event. I'd love for you to go and subscribe, get yourself involved, pagebuildersummit.com. There's an awful lot going on that week. Perhaps you might like to set some time aside in your calendar so that you've got plenty of time available. One more time, pagebuildersummit.com. Please go and sign up. Also, I'd like to mention the wpbuilds.com deals page. Head over to wpbuilds.com deals and over there you're going to find a whole bunch of coupon codes for WordPress deals. They never expire. They're there 365 days of the year. And if you're in the market for something WordPressy this week, maybe go and check that out. And the last link I want to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if like the following two companies, you would like to get your product in front of a WordPress specific audience. Well, you can do that at that URL. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24 seven support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. Go check it out at cloudways.com. And by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. Go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, so on the show today, I is for images. We're going through the letters of the alphabet, A through to Z, and we are talking about each letter one week at a time. And today, it's all about images. Well, goodness, blow me. There was absolutely tons to talk about here. When I got to thinking about it, there really was an awful lot that I was doing every time I uploaded an image. So for example, what kind of quality of images do I use? Do I want to have something that's compressed so it increases speed and optimization and perhaps increases my SEO capabilities? What kind of images do we upload? Are we into pixels or GIFs or the new SVGs or WebPs, all of these kind of things? What kind of programs do you use to locate your images? Do you go online and look for royalty-free images? And if so, where and how do you edit them? Do you fiddle with thumbnails to make things exactly as you want them on your website? Do you clear out old, stale images that are no longer in use? Like I say, lots to talk about. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today, it's I for images, but we could also include icons as well. Ooh, Two clever. Two one, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, that's very clever. You snuck that one in. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, Nathan, really, your business is called picture and words so really this is half of the web we're talking about in this one episode do you know it really was wasn't it back in the day that yeah. it literally was half of the web you know if it wasn't words it was pictures but the internet since since i started my company picture and word has become so much more you know notably <laughs> video i suppose and a whole bunch of other yeah. things but but it still represents a huge huge bit of what we do you know putting images online i mean they could be images from photographs but they could also be you know graphics that we've created in 
applications yeah. like Photoshop and so on, and and they they make the they make the web look nice. You know, without all of the images that we've got online, it would it would be a terribly boring text based experience with the occasional, you know, probably video of a cat thrown in for good measure. <laughs> yeah, well, it's partly because we're so rubbish at typography. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know I, I really admire those sites don't you where they are all type and they look beautiful I just don't know how people do that yeah anyway. I, I think I think it's a, a real skill to be able to to craft words that people want to do without spoiling it with images it, spoiling in inverted commas because you know if you're drawn in by the text itself you must be a, a prodigious writer so, which is why I use images all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too okay well should we start when well, we talked a while before this and really we just bitched didn't we about the wordpress media library yes there's an awful lot to say about that maybe that should just be our starting point is obviously we're a wordpress podcast and the way that we interact with any images is the media library when i came to wordpress i came from drupal as i'm sure many of you have heard before and the the media library we'll get onto other aspects of how it handles media later but the the media library at that time was really great you know it was so superior to what we had over on drupal the the way it looked the way it behaved the options available the the sort of minimal set of options if you like that were available were really great i guess the problem that i feel now is that i don't I haven't really noticed any major updates to the media library in the time that I've been using WordPress. Perhaps it's perhaps the underlying basis of it has changed massively, but on the surface, it's still the same. You know, the default little square icons, which you can toggle over to be kind of more of a list view and so on. But you've got these two options and it, just to know, it just doesn't really demonstrate what I'm actually going to see on the front end. Just see a little square representation of things, which I guess is good enough, but the internet has moved on and images are a massive part of it. And I feel there's work to be done. Yeah, exactly. I think most people who interact now can, with lots of different services there are out there, free like Canva, you know, which allows you to manipulate your images. It does seem poor against that. But I think there was an update that wasn't that long ago, but it kind of washed over me. I'm pretty sure all that kind of ability to be able to rotate left, right, flip horizontally and vertically, I thought that was fairly new stuff. But... I just thought, why is it there? I've well, never it's interesting it. you should say that because I am actually quite a heavy user of those editing options. I mean, I try to, on on the most part, if I'm creating images, they will be created in third-party services, either apps on the Mac or some kind of online thing, like you say, Stencil or Canva, or I know that we're both mm. users of one called Pixteller. But, mm. you know, I'll create the, the images that I'm going to upload. But there's quite a few scenarios where... Clients might need images uploading. Um, and also on WP Builds, I have people uploading images for things mm. like the deals page. Mm. And just because of the, the nature of the way I've got it set up, they, they're all constrained to the same dimensions. And the, the mechanism that I have to upload them doesn't disallow um, the mm. uploading of images should they not meet those constraints. So, you know, the, 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 the constraint is, is it less than two megabytes or something like that? Not does it obey these ratio, aspect ratio settings and so on. So the images get uploaded and I could, if I wanted, go into functions.php and write a little bit mm. in there to, to crop it in the way that I want it. But it's such an infrequent little thing, but occasionally somebody will upload something, it's just a tiny bit wrong, so I'll go and crop it. And so I use those tools a bit and I quite like them. They're a little bit counterintuitive in that you have to, well, I was talking to you about this earlier. If mm. you want to crop something, you have to actually go to the image, click edit. Mm. Then you have to drag the the crop that you want to make and then press the crop button. Whereas for, for the so long, I would press the crop button first because it felt like I was going to invoke the crop tool. So as an example, in Photoshop or something like that, you couldn't you couldn't crop anything unless you'd selected the tool first. Whereas mm. in WordPress, it's different. You do the thing that you want to do, then click the tool. I mean, rotate and um, you know flip. It's slightly mm. different because it's not you're not really doing anything that you need to interact with. But I, I do I do make use of it. It's fairly minor, but it works. And I think for most people, it's probably enough. I guess if you were a client coming to WordPress, you might have a an expectation that it could do more. So, for example. Uh, I would imagine as a client coming to WordPress, you'd think, well, why can't I write on the image? Why can't I make a meme yeah. inside the editor? Well, where's the option to add text? Well, it doesn't exist. Sorry. 
<laughs> and maybe it shouldn't. I mean, it's just like some of the, like the cropping that you do. I, I wouldn't want to use that because I got, it took me a long time to get there, but I found a nice little script that will automatically add in uh, a description. It will automate my title based on the file name that I'm uploading. And, you know, particularly alt text, I want that to be put in, something to be put in, because clients are doing stuff. If I go and use your crop tool there, it renames my attachment, my image gets a new name, and it gets a whole run, a random bunch of numbers and letters at the end of it. So suddenly, my SEO has been thrown out by cropping in WordPress. Yeah, we experimented that just with, with that just mm. a moment ago, where you went in, changed an image mm. that had a sensible title and so on and you know all of your alt tags and everything was set and then you you amended it cropped it or something and and then all of a sudden it's changed which i guess i guess there's a good reason for that because it needs its own kind of url but equally you would kind of expect it to well especially where things like alt tags are concerned did it change the alt tag or was it just the file name actually (laughs) the one i did it on didn't have my little script running on it, so I don't know what oh, okay. it should do. Yeah. yeah, I think it should do in theory because it updates it. And I, I actually think that's an odd thing. That I mean, it's an easy script just to put in uh, to your theme and and have that automatically generate. And it's good for clients as long as they get the correct file name. It tidies things up because they're not likely to put alt tags in, and um, so this at least helps in some to some degree. But I wonder why there isn't an option like that at all within yeah. the system. So so you've got a little bit, I think I'll link to it in the show notes, but mm. you've got a little script which essentially, if you've got a, an image and it's called, I don't know, uh, image of a cat on a cushion, then mm. when you upload it, the, the title of that image will obviously be that, but mm. then it will overwrite what the, the alt as well as the description as well. Yeah, exactly. We'll right. put all the same things in, so it'll work out as well. If so, what I would tell tell a client to do—I mean, it's not my script—but what I tell clients to do is that they could just separate the words in that file name for their image with a dash, and it will strip out the dash and put a space in the title, and then put the same in the alt tag description as well. Or you could even put it in the the caption. It's up to you, which you can fill all of them up if you want with the same thing which you know might be useful um if you want if you're using a lot of captions as well it just kind of puts your title in there as well yeah that's really sensible and i i agree why wouldn't that be a a toggle in the (laughs) the media library you know upon upload shall we shall we give your image uh, some of these bits of metadata based upon the title i guess the description one is supposed to be done manually isn't it because you are mm. literally supposed to be de- so the example i used picture of a cat on a cushion is actually a great description but yeah. if it if it was done for i don't know seo purposes or something like that where you you were trying to cram it with keywords or something then less so it's got a particular use but yeah that's great i will i'll link to that that's quite a nice little script i, I confess i I do all of the editing. If I do edit anything in WordPress, which, as I mentioned, is is not that often, then I will I'll do it in the opposite order. So I'll upload the image, edit it, and then I'll write the alt tags and the mm. description. So it I I will override any override that WordPress has done by doing the crop. So it doesn't really affect me in that way. But I guess it's just a question of learning that process and going through it. But I, yeah. I do I do still feel it's it's got a long way to go. You know, you look at. The, the rivals out there, um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot that could be better in WordPress, but it, it's not, you know, how many people would need the, the option to add text on an image? I don't know, maybe hardly anybody. So it's maybe not WordPress's, in WordPress's wheelhouse to put that stuff in. Yeah, there is something that we talked about that I just updated myself a few minutes ago on. Um, it took me years probably 10 years of using WordPress before I realized that there was actually built-in compression. It reduces the quality of an image previously by 10%. And I didn't know about this, that this was happening. But since version 4.5, and I've only discovered this minutes ago, that's now actually 18%. The quality is reduced on your images in WordPress. And I just think nobody knows these changes are happening or that it's doing that. So so this is akin to the services like Smush and um, what's the other one called? Yeah. 
um, the the one with the little robot short, icon. Short pixels. Short pixels. That's it. Yeah. So, so it's akin to that. It's it's not reducing the dimensions of the image, which we'll get onto in a minute. It's literally reducing the file size, but keeping the dimensions the same by 18%. Correct. Correct. Yes, that's it. And I, I suspect this is why we've talked about this before, why it needs to have something like, I'm going to say this right, Imagic. Is that the name for it? I think so. Image. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that that kind of service on your server, so it can. I think it needs that to, to be able to do this com, this type of compression. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing that these things would change, and you just wouldn't know about. That. I mean, obviously, I missed it for a long, long time of using WordPress, and then I missed it again. <laughs> I wonder that it's been I wonder, changed. I wonder why then, if it can do eighteen percent, why can't it do more? Why why is it not possible to say actually, I'd rather that you did forty percent. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder why. I wonder why we don't have these options. And obviously, there are paid-for services, like we mentioned, WP Smush and uh, Short yeah. Pixel, Im- Imagify, um, yeah. and then there's a whole bunch of others which we won't go into. But um, but they're, they're a paid-for service. And if WordPress is doing this already to the tune of eighteen percent, why not have a toggle where actually go nuts? Give me forty percent. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's, you know, it's not intelligent like other, these other services that do this. And I, I don't know how it, it kind of works. I mean, most of the services we talk about do it on their own servers, don't they? Mm, good point. So I, don't, I, I really don't know. But I just find it interesting that things like this change and that WordPress makes those decisions on our behalf. You would think it would not do any of that at all and yeah. leave it up to the user. Yeah. But you know so it's, it's kind of a surprise one it certainly was when i first heard about it yeah it that made a it. lot of sense yeah i mean more recently i can't remember what the version was but it was a, a, a recent version within the last six to eight months or so wordpress has now taken upon itself the the, the ability to crop the dimensions of a very large image down to a set of defaults and i can't remember what they are but it's i think yeah. it's something like 1920 by 1080 or something in other words if you upload an image larger than that it's going to automatically constrain its dimensions and, and make it smaller, shrink it to those dimensions. And I'm, I can't remember whether or not it gets rid of the original or keeps the original. I'm not entirely sure, but I know that that is now handled by WordPress. And realistically, those seems like fairly sensible defaults. I'm sure if you go into settings on a default installer WordPress, there's something in there. I can't really remember. But we don't really need images much larger than that. You know, the... the the display of something like that is very unlikely to be required. I mean, I could see that if you're a, let's say, a photographer or something like that, you, you would you would absolutely want that to be switched off because there may be instances where you really, really want to show the, the full detail of the great image that you've taken. But for most people, you just need it to, to show on the screen inside the, 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 the width of your that your theme allows and so on. So that seems like a sensible default. Yeah, it does to me. I mean, I did set that using short pixel and, uh, and other tools before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I picked the 1920 as the widest that I go for my client sites. I think actually WordPress goes one higher than that. Mm, think, okay. Um, a bigger size than that. But, uh, but you know, I, I think that's sensible. I mean, yeah. If it, you can't really need an image that's going to be bigger than the size of the the maximum screen you can view it on, really. Right, right. And in most cases, the images are going to have you know the 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 theme that you're using might well constrain a little bit to the left and the right and put the text that you're reading into a narrow channel um, in the middle. So, yeah, it just seems like a sensible default. However, the the thing that still puzzles me that I I genuinely don't get is is thumbnails. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know this. That is to say, if, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know this. But when you upload an image to WordPress, you're not just uploading that image and that's it. You're uploading an image and then WordPress will create some um, some other sizes, which is very helpful. Uh, or at least I think it used to be more helpful perhaps than it is now. I could be wrong about this. But it will create three thumbnails, and they're actually listed. If you go into your WordPress website and go to Settings mm. and Media, you can see the sizes there. Um, mm. But the problem is there's really no way of discovering where these are. 
how many of these are clogging up your system that you never use? Like, so for example, the default is to create a square image of 150 by 150. Well, great, mm. maybe maybe that's what you're using. But if that's never used, it, it, there doesn't, doesn't appear on, well, not easily anyway, there's no way of saying, I don't want that one. Can we just can we yeah. just only have this one or this one? Or in fact, none. Can I just have the original image with no variations created? So that's very puzzling. Yeah, it is for me. Uh, even the, the the 150 by 150, that's the only what the the smaller thumb size mm. is is cropped where the medium size and large size aren't. They're 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 done to the dimensions, aren't they? So mm -hmm. it's the maximum height. So uh, and you need to put in your own filters to be able to create your own. And also, again, I was. I don't know how many years, probably 15 years now into WordPress before I realized I could just put a zero in there and stop those crops happening if yeah. I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, well, it's not exactly a sensible way of doing it, is it? You'd think there'd be a, a toggle or a button. To put a zero, mm, it's not entirely obvious. Yeah, there's nothing that says that. And you, you like something which I don't like, which is uh, its defaults to organize the uploads into the months and the years. Yes. As folders. And yes. I hate that. Why? <laughs> because I just, there's been times when I wanted to search the one folder, um, particularly if I'm FTPing and get rid of things or just see them. And if I, particularly when I was running products oh, I before and we put them, I, you know, I go, when did we, when did we publish this product? Um, <laughs> you know, we won't remember the month and the year. It just doesn't seem natural to me. I'm sure there's probably better ways of finding stuff. But yeah, for me, yeah. I just thought yeah, one, one folder. That's a really good point. I, I guess the, 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 my reasoning behind it is that often they'll be attached to, let's say, a, a, a post. And the post will obviously have a date. The date mm. the image was posted, sorry, the date that the, the blog post was posted or whatever was posted, that custom post type post was mm. created, will match up broadly with the, the month folder. So it's not that difficult to go through. But yeah, I can, I can get it. I but totally, it is if you change yeah. your publish date. Yes, 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 of course. Then you have to go through <laughs> version history and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it just I just quite like it. I don't know. It doesn't really cause me too much of an issue. It's interesting, though, because there are there's a whole bunch of rival plugins, and the only one that comes to mind is one called Happy Files. Mm. And Happy Files is a, is a third-party plugin. Again, like I say, I'm sure there's alternatives, but it allows you to create like a Finder or a Windows Explorer type interface within the media library so you can arbitrarily create folders with sensible names like categories i don't know you might have cat pictures go in the cat folder and dog pictures go in the dog folder and so on and that seems like a a real improvement actually and all like so much of an improvement in fact that i can't see why that mm. wouldn't be a default you know the, the idea that 80 percent of the people need this thing for it to be going into wordpress core I can't mm. see too many people saying, no, I would never make use of that. I think they would. Yeah, it seems pretty good. I mean, I didn't actually, there was, I mean, the free version is pretty generous, I think, on that, if I remember correctly. And they had a pro version, which came out. And I, I was looking at the time. There is another alternative to tagging images, which I've been using. So that's why I didn't get go down that path, which is assistant made by the Beaver Builder team where you can actually tag your. So I started using that. But Happy Files is designed for that purpose. And you think, mm, why isn't that something in WordPress? It'd be wonderful if it was. Yeah, I have to say, if you've got a website with you know a boatload of images already, I don't know how it copes with the legacy of a particular website I'm, I'm imagining that it tries to cleverly help you put things into sensible folders but i, d I don't know uh, it's the kind of thing that would be best put in right at the very start and then used yeah. during the, the the entire duration of the website's life but you are kind of relying on a third-party vendor to be in charge of your media library so i yeah. don't know you know 10 years down the road if you've got a a website that's using that and that plugin goes out of existence. I don't know what kind of friction that could cause. Yeah. I mean, it's something that's always, it's always wanted by me and I've really had not used what I think is the only alternative out there, a way of clearing up your images, the ones that are left over, or if you do want to get rid of um, some of those thumbnails that you've changed your mind about the sizes that you're going with, that, that happens quite a lot with me. I'll start off with some that I've set up for clients and then there's a, 
design decision they've already uploaded a load of photos so that means i've got a pile of thumbnails that are the wrong size there is something called media cleaner which is free on the repository that is supposed to be able to clean up all of your stuff how does it version what does it do does it detect whether something's attached because i know that in the media library there is a there's an option to filter by unattached right i'm guessing it's looking at that filter and so if you go into the list view, while well, I'm saying the list view, it may be in both views. Yeah. I'm not, I, I can't see it at the minute, but there's an option to filter by whether something is unattached or not. And so maybe right. it's just expunging the images which aren't attached to anything, which actually, it, you know, if, if you're on a cheap hosting and you've, you've been uploading images for decades, then you may well be reaching limits that you, for images that have no purpose being on there. That seems like quite a like quite a nice thing to do once in a while, just go in and clean things out that are unattached to anything. Yeah, well, I've, I've really seen some of the sites, you know, that I've been looking after for maybe 10 years, some of them that are blogging a lot. I mean, mm. it really does grow um, the, the size of that folder, one yeah. folder in my case. Well, um, <laughs> I would imagine, aside from video, which I, I think most people will be using services like YouTube or Vimeo to to. To, to keep the video just because it's the best way mm. to actually distribute it, not necessarily store mm. it. But the images use tons of data compared to just text yeah. in a post. You know, you'd probably write 500 blog posts and it would be equivalent to the size of a small picture of a cat in terms of data on the server. Yeah, yeah. There is, just going back to Media Cleaner, the pro version, what it brings is one of the biggest problems, I think, for people, but I don't know how well it works, is it's it's got support for the major page builders. Nearly all of them, it supports it out there. So that's one of the difficulties when the images are not only with the media library, but they're also kind of cached in some way through the page builders. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it mystifies me that we don't have an option in WordPress to, yeah. to click. Let's say we're in the media library and we click on the image of a cat i would like to see a representation of everything that is on my server associated with that picture so i'd like to see the thumbnail that's 150 by 150 and then under that i want to see the large and under that i want to see the medium and under that i want to see any other ones that i've got and perhaps the option to delete them perhaps the option to just (laughs) modify that one but certainly to be able to see them all would be quite useful because they're just hidden from view. Yeah, exactly. You have to kind of load them usually in the page builder. When I'm looking for the the square crop that I've got, and I, you know, I don't know if it's done a good job. I don't know if it's cropped around the subject matter correctly. Until oh, it, it never it. crops around the subject matter correctly, does it? Let's be honest. <laughs> just just going back to Drupal again. So this is this is at least a decade ago. Drupal and I I. I will not remember its name, but Drupal had a module where you could drop it into your website. So, oh, no, 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 no. It was in core. It was in core. It was in right. Drupal 7 core. And it it allowed you to arbitrarily come up with your own um, resizes, you know, thumbnails and so on. So you would you would tell it through a WYSIWYG interface what you wanted it to be. So you would say, okay, anytime an, an image is uploaded, I want you to create one that is 120 by 120. Actually, no, make it 120 by 150. And then I want it to crop from the top down or from the center mm. center or from the mm. bottom right. And then, then it would show you, they had this great... Um, default image. It was an image of a, of a hot air balloon in the sky. And and you could see if you uploaded that image of a hot air balloon, that's what it'll look like when it's finished. You know, you mm. can see that it's cropped off the top because you told it to go center, center. And then if you change the dimensions, you could say, oh, okay, great, I'm going to get most of what I want in. And it was just brilliant. That was 10 mm. years ago. And it, it, it's superior to anything that we've currently got in in the default media library. Mm. I was feeling that, I mean, I wrote a blog post on this, um, the, the saying that I was using those scripts as well to put in my alt tags. And I, I was so smug with myself. I was quite happy. I and mean, then I guess this is a plug for Stencil, really, because I use their 
WordPress plugin. I know there's others out there that will access the free images that are you know, available, and there's millions of them now, aren't they? It's a collection of those. And I just thought I'd really nailed this now because I had a script that would crop to what I wanted that I could put into my theme. I had this alt tags. I could get my images directly uh, through the, um, what did I just say? I was going to say short pixel, stencil. That's the one. Stencil, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so in some ways it's been really, really good for that because I've been able to do it. But I realized that none of this is really, it means that I don't really touch anything that's default WordPress. Yeah. Most, yeah, that, most yeah of, you're trying to create, you've invented a system yeah. where you've you've bypassed it all. You're just using it for display but all yeah. of the things that it's doing, you're you're letting a third party take over that because you, it's superior. Do you know what? There is one thing though. Moving on to some of the nicer things about what WordPress does with images, um, we're talking about creating all those extra thumbnails, and and you might think why might we need them? But it does also um, support image source set, which in theory means that it's going to deliver the size of image that's relevant to the uh, the browser resolution that's viewing it. Yeah, yeah. Th this is a bright future, isn't really. it? And I wonder if if companies like ShortPixel are going to suffer at the hands of all this because once, once this has all been configured and set up correctly, I mean, I, I confess I don't really know a lot about this and certainly haven't spent any time thinking about it, but in a future where the correct image is selected based upon what device or viewport is available then then I, th I think, you know, that that's going to just make things immeasurably better. Yeah, I think with short pixels still be taking all your, well, it's up to you to decide when you've, you've got a third party like that, but it will optimize all those images. So what WordPress is doing with source set, supporting that should still apply, shouldn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I, it's still, it's, it's interesting, but in all honesty, all this time I've known about it, I'm still not sure if it's, actually working and of course if you set different crops and that you you don't you don't want it to decide for you what it's going to show depending on the you know browser resolution mm. the the another discussion which we haven't necessarily written down in the notes but we did start to talk about before we recorded was whether or not all of this is a bit of a moot point anyway because connection speeds to the internet are becoming fast enough that a lot of this feels like in the future it won't be relevant anyway i mean you know we know that images only get greater over time the camera that i had mm. 10 years ago was outputting things a fifth of the size that it's possible to shoot on a camera now and, and all of that will still matter yeah. but i wonder if if we're setting a default in wordpress of let's say 1920 or whatever it might be mm. if 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 at some point the internet connections everywhere are just going to be so good that that is not relevant we don't need to worry too much about squashing it because every device will be able to to cope and then of course we get into the whole debate <laughs> about oh i don't know speed testing and all of that and whether yeah. whether or not seo shaving a few milliseconds over here makes your site more desirable to search engines it's it's hard i i i mean i definitely think when it comes to parts of um, Google's core web vitals images are playing a large part mm. in, in that because you, you've got to have that I think it's called first contentful um, first contentful the, paint paint that's it where you see and the images are going to be a big part of that so I think always reducing that and of course Google have got their their own standard which is the WebP we were talking about earlier which isn't fully supported across the web. So, you know, I think they're still keen for us to kind of reduce our images. And the, the demand for faster loading page, pages has increased as well. Yeah, it's a good point. And also just from an environmental point of view, the less data that's going across the wires, the, the less the less electricity that we're consuming and CPUs that we're consuming. So it it is sensible to try and squash this down. Can we get on to that um, mm. thing that you just mentioned, the format, the, the WebP? Because you, you, mm. you, you uncovered something quite interesting a little bit before we recorded about the the whether or not it's supported now the usual i suppose and i'm going to get it right i say <laughs> i say jpeg and i say oh, gif right. and i say yeah. png and i know that there's a whole variety of different things but that's what i say um, i'm really familiar with jpeg for photos basically 
GIFs yeah. for kind of animated things. That's the only example I would select that. PNGs, I would usually select if I know there's some kind of transparency. Um, SVGs is not a f- is not a f- image at all. It's a file format, and we'll come on to that. But do, do you know WebP is a Google thing? They created this new image compression yeah. algorithm. So Web a WebP image is is compressed quite a lot more. I think mm. up to sort of like twenty. I think it was a third the size of PNGs and twenty five percent reduced off JPEGs. But mm. it's not fully supported yet. But is it supported enough to use? Well, according to Can I Use, which I go to for everything. That's a good we've, website. We've got, <laughs> it is. I use it a lot. Uh, it's it's seventy three point three three as I'm as we're recording this, and it's really rapidly going up. So the sticking points are really as I expected. I.e., eleven doesn't certain earlier ones, but I mean that's that's really just below 1% now for that. And then we've got a problem with Safari. Um, Safari 14, it's got limited support, but it's limited to those on Mac OS 11 and Big Sur. So anything before that, it's not supported. So so we got really, you know, almost 7% of people who are not going to see those images. Uh, so Mac OS 11 is, is reasonably new. Big Sur is the current <clears> one. So obviously, if you're on the more recent versions of Mac OS, it sounds like Safari's got support for this. I don't know why they can't support that going back in the OS, but clearly they've decided not to. I wonder if that's a Google Apple thing. I don't know. But um, that if it's just that little portion of the Mac market and IE 11, are you mm. are you ready to flip the switch on this? Would you would you do this, or are you gonna? Use the <laughs> short pixel option where you can serve that if it's available, and if not, I don't know how it works that out, but it knows whether the browser can cope with it, and if not, it serves up the original one. I think that's how it's supposed to work, but I, I've not been brave enough to really test it apart from no. some testing sites, and I haven't got round to it, and I still are confused about, like you say, I mean, I understand the the formats, but even so, even what you said, there's something to add to that that I know a lot of people just don't know and it's due to I think Adobe I'm going to blame for this so GIFs you know you say animated that's all you'd use it for but actually transparent GIFs yeah that's um, right yeah are really small compared yep. to pings if you yep. want transparency effect and it's not even there in Photoshop so a lot of designers have completely forgot about that optimization isn't the transparency on GIFs though isn't it there's no there's no opacity yeah, you're not going to be able to have that kind of, yes, it's a... It's so you can't, so for example, if, if something faded into transparency with a GIF, you can't yes. do it. It's binary. It's either that pixel is transparent or not. So you get yes. rough edges. Um, but if it's bold, straight lines, it probably would work nicely. Whereas PNGs, what? I think, you know, you've got the option to be pixel by pixel opacity. Yeah, but they're very heavy, aren't they? So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there yeah. are those cases where, you know, you just want to isolate something and it's, yeah, like you say, very straight lines and it's, it does a really good job and a lot less. So, But it's often one that I, I'm surprised that a lot of people have been in this game for a long time because of Photoshop, because it didn't have it by default as an option for saving. Yeah, I remember trying to, um, trying to get transparency for PNGs back in IE 5 and 6. Do you remember the day? where PNGs were available but not in IE and you had to apply all these JavaScript shims to make it work. Oh, my goodness. We've come a long way. Um, The the SVG thing is quite interesting. So these scalable vector graphics that seem to be almost ubiquitous for logos and things because you, you upload the one logo and it can be made into any size and that's and it will just look perfect at any size because it's a it's a vector, it's not an image. The, mm. the the problem with it is that it's not an image; it is a vector, and because of that, it's a file, and the file can be can be tampered with in such a way as to make it malicious. And so, WordPress has made the decision that this is not an image; it shouldn't be uploaded. But I mm. I use, and I'm sure many people do, I use a, a plugin. I think it's called mm. Safe SVG, and to my knowledge, it strips out. Well, it attempts to strip out, shall we say, the things which could be abused by others. And on that basis, I'm happy to use it. But I really only use it for the logo. 
Yeah, I, I've started to use it a little bit more where I can, but I'm just not skilled in making my own vectors. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that limits me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it does feel like it should be time that maybe WordPress allows that. I've never quite, I mean, I get, you know, the the caution because of the security issues, but is that not possible as well to to put nasty stuff in images you make available as well? You know, it, mm. it's uh, it seems like... It's a part of the web now, isn't it? It's, we're, we're going to be moving more and more, I think, to SVGs because because we want speed. Again. Yeah, I mean, maybe there'll come a point where somebody will invent a technology just to cope with, I don't know, logos with, with SVGs, and it only contains data which is is um, sanitized, should we say? But at the moment, it is a problem, and it's circumvented in my case by this safe SVG plugin, which I which I use quite a lot. Yeah. Should we mention, oh, we haven't mentioned icons. We said we would talk about icons a little bit. They're not really, I mean, generally icons are type, aren't they? Not in images, but they can be SVGs. Yeah, so we've got, I mean, there's a whole suite of that. It was all the rage, wasn't it? These icons that were that were basically um, font sets. Are you, is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah, the font awesome, obviously, is the well-known one. Yes, um, yeah. I really don't make much use of those. Um, I know they are widely used. They're all over the place, aren't they? And um, mm. and now, of course, we've got uh, emojis, which have kind of become ubiquitous <laughs> to the point where, you know, most WYSIWYG text editors will figure out what the um, what the emoji that you intended is with your keyboard shortcuts. And uh, but I I don't really make too much use of them. Um, I in most cases I'm going to upload an image of the icon itself. Uh, that just right. seems to be the way I've settled on doing it. But they are hugely popular. Yeah, because it's very convenient, isn't it? And it was a quick way of delivering sort of image content in a way through using type. But also with Font Awesome, you they can be converted into SVGs as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. which is probably the way forward for all of these things. I mean, I the mean, only situation where I use them is for things like, I don't know, in the footer of a of a website i might have the phone icon next to the phone number it's just a little sure. way of reinforcing it but i don't use them anywhere else particularly mm, social icons i guess is right you know for right that's as yeah well. that's a good point yeah i'd forgotten about that and then then we've got these kind of new this new wave of animated icons where <laughs> you know you hover over a, an image of a phone and it, and it wobbles slightly or pretends to ring or i don't know you hover yeah. over an image of a computer and the the, the screen opens and they're they're a, i must say that i find them quite beguiling they're quite engaging you know when when i see them i i do sort of double take a little bit and go oh i was not expecting that and if the animation <laughs> is done in a i kind of fun way and it looks quite jolly i am quite drawn to it i've got to say yeah, and I'm really surprised by how things have quickly moved on that because, you know, it was always a joke, wasn't it? We used to have the animated GIF when the, the web yep. first came out, <laughs> you know, and, and it was dead for a decade or more. And then suddenly they came back in, the animated GIFs for this. With a vengeance. Yeah. But then, then it's moved to the kind of animated SVG, which I've been playing around with, trying to animate SVGs with a little bit of CSS with using keyframes. I've started to play around with that. Um, but now we go another step. We start to get into things like Lottie as well, which yes. is doing things with JavaScript, doing the same kind of animation. So, so much has moved, I think, within just the last couple of years on that. The, the, thing, the thing about it is it, it, it just... Right now, because it's all a bit new, it stands out, doesn't it? It just kind of creates yeah. that, oh, what, is that thing moving? You were describing earlier how you've got these row separators. And mm. in the case of one of them, it's oh, it looks like a wave. And you've, you've sort of animated two or three layered wave icons to move um, yes. in some kind of way that makes it look like there are waves moving. And, you know, something like that, if I saw that on the page... It's not going to clinch a sale for you, but it it is something which is going to make me stay for a few extra seconds. Just what's going on there? Is that even moving? Yeah, that's moving. That's weird. I didn't. You know, it's quite shocking and interesting. But I wonder how how long it's got. I wonder if it's the sort of thing that we'll become annoyed with over time. Uh, I think so. I think it, it that is it's the novelty effect on it. Right. And, and also, there's. I don't think we've. We like the fact that there may be a new way of doing it, which appears to be kind of lightweight. But um, 
you know, I often think of CSS as always something that's very lightweight, but actually using something like keyframes really ramps up the CPU yes. you know, for the visitor. And, yep. and you know, with particularly with animations at the moment, again, with the, the Core Web Vitals thing, we've got that cumulative layout shift issue all the mm -hmm, time with mm -hmm. image stability and, and those kind of things may you know, have an impact on that. So Yeah, and yeah. do you want that stuff available on a mobile phone? It's more things to think about, you know, more more settings to configure. I don't want that moving on a mobile phone because it'll just look weird. Um, there's not enough space for it to move in that way on a mobile phone. It's going to start to drain that person's battery more quickly. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. just there's just way more to think about. But I do like <laughs> yeah. them. They look they look great. I've got to say, you know, yeah. whilst I understand from a usability point of view, it doesn't really add anything. The internet think... isn't always about being like, you know, static. Sometimes a little bit of movement is just fun. Yeah, we can, yes, we can dare to have fun. But I wonder <laughs> really because we are people who are looking for this kind of stuff. When we yeah. see something novel that someone's done that we've not done, it really stands out. We think, oh, I want to do that. It's yeah, so cool. but I wonder if the average user is just so task focused that they just don't even ever consider it. Well, I mean, look at sites like Amazon. This is mm. not a lot of movement there, is there? It's just you yeah. know they're, they're very successful, but there's just no flashiness going on whatsoever. It's just yeah. very very buttons haven't changed in years, and the uh, <laughs> there's certainly no movement because they don't want you getting distracted with that stuff, do they? But if you're yeah. if I don't know if you're selling a Selling a, a course, a lifestyle course or something like that, having something light and moving and breezy and just a bit of fun might be exactly what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have we done this? No, I'll tell you what, one thing we haven't. We haven't talked what? about um, where we keep the images. Like, do we keep them on our own servers or do we take them over to a um, CDN? Should we quickly delve into yeah. that? Um I used to use, I haven't used it for a while, um, WP Smush. And they had a nice little handy facility where you could toggle a button and and it would not only smush the image, that is to say reduce mm. it in size, but it would also suck it up to their CDN and then rewrite all of the image links on your website to their CDN. And mm. I don't really know what the I didn't measure what the benefit for that was, but in my head, I'm I'm the message that I'm getting is, well, this will be better. It's a CDN. It's globally distributed. Images are going to represent a significant proportion of the page load. Let's let something closer, you know, an an, an edge server. Let's let that deal with the images. That just sounded good to me. I've stopped using it because. My website, the WP Builds website, it doesn't really have many images. It's got a background image, a featured image, mm -hmm. and that's about it. You know, it's not there's not a lot of that sort of stuff going on. But I mm. I get the point of putting it on a CDN. Yeah, I, I sort of do. I've I've played around with this when I think when it felt to me in the web. This is many years back. Uh, CDNs was the way forward. I. I've set up Max CDN. And interestingly, I'll go back on that one. Short Pixel has something similar. And I think Imagify as well, which is the WP Rocket Company, have, um, I think, CDNs for their images. But I did hear an argument, whether it's true or not, or at least because most people think it would be good, but they did say that it it can sometimes cause you problems that your images are coming in from one direction, but maybe your style sheets are coming in from your local server. And, and things right. are, it's not actually speeding things up because of the delivery, you know. And I've heard this as well about CDNs, even when you are pretty much shoving everything in with the functionality. And there was certainly, when I was into it, I was running a, an e-commerce site, and I, to be honest, I couldn't tell it was speeding things up. I felt things had got slower. And then I read an article, which I still to this day don't understand, that tried to technically explain why sometimes you'll find it, particularly on uh, e-commerce sites, that it can actually start to work against you because of the kind of delivery of the the images against the other thing that's need to happen mm. on the site to load the page so you can kind of get this mismatch and s slow down the actual load so i you know i think they're good things but they don't necessarily always work for you, you would know? it would it would it always work well if you were lazy loading images let's say you've got a nice long blog article yeah. and punctuated throughout that blog article are a dozen images and they're you know they're 
quite quite large in size you needed you need them to display the the fine quality and obviously at the very beginning when you've when you're loading up the page all the waterfall stuff is basically done mm. you you start to scroll and those images come and they're coming from a cdn that, that seems like a sort of no-brainer instance yeah. of using a cdn yeah i'm sure it is it's just interesting i just don't think you it, there isn't it's not a quick fix always i think there's a lot of considerations yeah on your side that just makes sense and we didn't actually mention the fact that wordpress has now got its native uh, lazy loading for its images yes good yes well. very good yeah yeah um i always wonder again how that is going to work as well with measuring speed and google you know this kind of delay on your images i guess because it only it only really measures that that first first contentful paint yeah yeah, yeah exactly that one. yeah yeah mm. I, I don't know another thing that we didn't talk about just very briefly before we draw this to a close is where do you source your images from i mean you can obviously pay for them go to a whole bunch of paid for services and get really really amazing images and and honestly the images that they have on those paid for services they are great you know you can yeah. you can usually find exactly what you need um, however, in most yeah. situations, I don't require anything that's that great. And I'm um, I'm a heavy user of things like Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S, and yeah. OnSplash. But more recently, I've I've developed this habit where these online services like Stencil and Pixteller and all of those mm. things, which is done in the mm. browser, they they have connections to a lot of these services and I'm not entirely sure which connections they've got but you know you can type in uh, cat on a cushion and a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of images will come up and I will then just drag it in and at that point I can resize it and download it and it's all done in my browser and it's great I really like those kind of things and yeah. Stencil goes a, a step even further because they've got a, a, a WordPress plugin which just does it all inside of the um, inside yeah. of the WordPress dashboard which is even better and for icons, it's stunning. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, stencil. Yeah. I don't know where it gets them from, but uh, there are a bunch of services. You mentioned one, and I remember Pixabay as well. That used to supposedly collect them from everywhere. Yeah, um, the one I've used is called Libra Stock, and I haven't used mm. it for a long time, so I don't know if it's any good. But yeah, it's like an aggregator of all the other, or many so of the other sites. Yeah. There's a lot of politics about that, isn't there, at the moment, about whether people can use that, even though it's free to use, to use them in other services. And um, Yeah. Yeah. A, so there's also a bit of politics as well with Unsplash, which has got an amazing number of, I mean, I, I, I haven't till just recently needed to go to that directly, but I went there just for my searches recently, and I thought, wow, there is just so much stuff there yeah and and you can often download the the size that's most appropriate to you it's not a one size fits all you can go and select the i don't know the the super small one or the really big one and it's equally free but obviously if you you only need something tiny you might as well have the tiny one and then job things like short pixel and smush don't need to do anything like as much work yeah. Do you ever worry about the legal aspects? Because, um, you know, anyone can submit their photos. They're only really giving their assurance that this is their you see, image. Th this is one of the reasons why I um, I use Pixteller. Because if I use it in Pixteller, mm. I never delete anything I create there. I just create it and stick it in a folder. Mm. And so then I've got a... This is probably sublimely ignorant but then i've got a record that i got it from there and my understanding mm -hmm. from the document that i read about pixteller is they 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 promised that these are was it coo mm. um okay they're they're creative commons and i've got the license yeah. to use it in whichever way i like so that's the way i approach that and i do that also with with um with music that i download i've got various websites that i download music from and mm -hmm. I save them with the exact title that it, it gave it to me because it's usually got this random string of numbers at the end, and I presume that that's some kind of receipt or something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just mm. save them as they're originally intended. Um, but I, I know you've got to be careful of this stuff, but I'm I'm hopeful that that's enough. Mm. Yeah, I've not heard, you know, not anyone I know of 
having any issues with using those at all. I mean, no. I do. Uh, I don't actually need them that much. You you do for putting out content. Uh, you use a lot of images there. I've never really needed it. Either the client has something, or I end up going to as there's some great deals often on deposit photos, which has got right. really good good images. I end up using a lot of those rather than needing to rely on the the free ones. So, so that's a paid for service that you've you've acquired a license for a bulk amount, about a thousand yeah. images or something, and you just slowly go through that, and then when you've used that all up, you you intend yeah. to buy another pack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, these are AppSumo deals. I'm sure you yeah. must have got them for I think I probably photo. did for deposit photos, but then the, the workflow of using something like Stencil or Pixteller is just so much easier. I just go for that because I'm creating it as a thumbnail mm. with all the other stuff and the title for the post and all that in it already, so it just makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think we have done it now. That was interesting. I, I, yeah, honestly, when, when we said we were going to do images, I was quite excited. Quite like the idea. <laughs> quite like the idea of talking about images. It's just such an important part of the web. You kind of forget about how important it is. But imagine if you could click your fingers um, and take images out of the web. How dull it would be. Yeah, indeed. Images are good. Use images them. are good. That's it. We'll we'll end it there. Thanks, David. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It was very nice chatting to David Wormsley once more, all about images. There really is a lot to say, isn't there? When you think about it, you just sort of think, oh, I upload images to WordPress and that's about it. Well, turns out, no, there's absolutely tons that you could say. And we did say just about all of it. I hope it was of interest and I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. You can check it out at cloudways.com. And by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, just before we go, one final plug for the Page Builder Summit. Head over to pagebuildersummit.com where you'll find a whole bunch of speakers, 30 plus speakers, all talking about different page builders and ways that you can increase your proficiency with those page builders. It's all happening from the 10th of May to the 14th of May. So in a couple of weeks time, head over to pagebuildersummit.com now and get your registration underway. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed that. As this week was a discussion with my good friend David Wormsley, next week will be an interview. That, of course, will be episode number 227, but you'll have to come back next week to find out what it's all about and who it's with. We'll be going live as we do every Monday, 2pm UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. It's the This Week in WordPress show with my good friend Paul Lacey, which we then put out on a Tuesday. So you can join us for that as well, if you like. But if we don't see you for any of that, hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Take care. Cheesy music fading in. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now.